Hello and welcome back to Future Prairie Radio, where marginalized artists explore the future through the lens of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth, and this is Season 4, Episode 6, Moment by Moment, with Kate Zipsy. There shouldn't be a lot of pressure right now. Have your art be kind to yourself. Don't hold back, just just write. (laughs) Kate Zipsy is a writer and doodler from Portland, Oregon. She's interested in stories that capture the human desire for mystery, exploration, and discovery and expression. And her work focuses a lot on friendship and family dynamics and nature. She has degrees in psychology, religious studies, and creative writing, all of which inform her current practice. She's working on a project that she won a $3,000 grant for. It's the creation of two full-length illustrated children's books. One is called Squishing the Squash, and one is called Lighting the Garden. The first book, Squishing the Squash, will narrate a child's encounter with an elephant at the Portland Zoo during an annual event called Squishing the Squash, where elephants stomp and eat some of the state's largest pumpkins and squash. The narrative will explore humor as a tool to cope with childhood nervousness and anxiety by using all the silly sounds and movements of the elephant's pumpkin squishing and smooshing and splooshing to alleviate their worry. The second book, Lighting the Garden, features a young girl exploring the darkness of night in her grandfather's garden. She discovers the creatures of the night are not scary monsters like she'd imagined, but ordinary animals she might also encounter during the day. The illustration and writing have been made over the course of many months, and she's hoping to have a book launch and a show of the illustrative prints at a local gallery soon. Here's Kate. So my name is Kate Zipsy. I use she, her pronouns, 34 years old, identify as queer, from Portland, Oregon. And yeah, I'm a writer and artist and kind of taking a turn away from the quote unquote literary scene and working more on things that are a little closer to my heart as far as like more children's book oriented and writing. Right now I am working on two different books. One is called Squishing the Squash and the other one is called Lighting the Garden. So that's that's where the inspiration came from. Um, it's this annual event at the Portland Zoo and it's just really funny and a delightful thing to go to. They bring out these huge squash pumpkin things. I think they have like a contest and the biggest one gets like a special viewing for it. Um, And then they kind of let out, they put them in, you know, one side of their quote unquote living room and then kind of release the elephants from the other side of their, their house. And they, once the elephants see these squash, they, they just go running towards them as I guess as fast as elephant can run. And they just like, stomp on them and sit on them and (laughs) just throw pieces in the air and eat them and make these really funny chirping noises and it's just like one of those things that makes you really happy to be alive (laughs) and I went there with my mom actually I asked her to go 
I was doing a different grad program. I was getting a master's in teaching and I kind of, and it was one of those things where my parents were like so happy that that was the choice I made and finally doing something we can understand. (laughs) And I had to tell her that I actually decided this was not the best choice for me and that, that I withdrew from the program. So I, I kind of brought her there because we really, my mom and I really connect over um, humor and kind of like childlike imaginative sense of seeing the world. So it just kind of made it easier to talk about something that was uh, difficult for me and a decision that felt really true and genuine to myself. So after I went to that event, I was like, oh, this is such a good, like, great place for a story to happen. And I ended up writing a story about a little, a young elephant. um, And she's new to the event because she's been, she's been too young to participate so far. So it's her first year getting to participate in the squishing of the squash and all the older elephants ask her like, oh, you must be so excited. And four more days and counting it down and meanwhile she's actually super nervous and she thinks she's not gonna like it she's not gonna like the taste of the squash she's what if she doesn't what if she isn't strong enough to stomp in them or squish them what if the audience laughs at her she kind of has these feelings build up about expectations and what she should be feeling when really she's having a lot of doubts and just kind of, you know, general nervousness, anxiety about the the unknown. And finally it comes to light that she can tell her mom how she really feels. And I guess you can, you can read it to see how the story ends. But, um, so it's just kind of a story about how, how we handle both as kids and adults handle expectations and how it's okay to not always feel aligned with what other people are either excited about or uh, think that you should do and that it's okay to share that with somebody you trust and talk about it and get through a difficult feeling. So Light in the Garden, I'm not as far along on that one. That one is about a young kid who is super afraid of the dark and he always hears these sounds outside and outside and he imagines like all of these like crazy monsters and bad things that it could be and it so has a kind of visual of that and eventually he again talks about his fear with his grandfather and his grandfather says okay well let's let's go outside and see what these these beasts are and so they get a flashlight and they go outside and it turns out it's actually something really a cool experience for them both because they get to see all these animals in the nighttime and how they're living you know like rabbits and mice and fox and it's kind of more of a magical experience for the two of them and again it's kind of you know a metaphor how we all feel of like the unknown is really scary and we can a lot of times come to conclusions in our mind about what is out there what is lurking what is coming for us what's dangerous when a lot of times it just 
kind of takes maybe having a friend or some community slow down with you and say, let's check this out kind of step by step and shine some light on it. Oftentimes we find something really surprising and beautiful there. The style of the children's books is supposed to be kind of purposefully, I would say simple looking, but definitely childlike, playful, almost as if you, you're not exactly sure, oh, is this drawn today or was this drawn in the 50s? So it kind of has that timeless simplicity and um, definitely a whimsical quality to it, not technically oriented. So yeah, as far as the future, that's, that's just like a big goal of mine is to make stuff that feels authentic to me and to, ha to have kind of a collection and then find people who, whose vision kind of lines up with what I want to bring into the world and yeah, either, you know, have conversations or make projects together and the bigger the circle, the better. So just kind of generally art and writing is just a great way to kind of build your empathy muscle and learn about both you know experiences and lives of other people and to just kind of make new you know neural pathways for yourself of ways to imagine how to be or how to feel or in creating a future it's just kind of a, a blueprint of just you know reading and seeing as much as you can and what interests you of kind of learning it's kind of like a, a roadmap of getting you to the next step especially if you're more of an intuitive type person that lives that way of kind of doing moment by moment and seeing what comes It's a Linda Berry exercise, and she's a um, cartoonist and writer. And I think if you, you know, if you Google it, if you're listening to this, I think just type in, you know, seven and a half minute writing with Linda Berry. She's really good at getting you out of your head and kind of into that you know, more subconscious place where, you know, there's that voice or story in you that wants to pop out. It's kind of buried by your critical mind. So the exercise itself is if if you actually you know go on the youtube that she'll do it all for you and guide you through it but it's very associative you're just making a list of 25 words really quickly then you choose one word that feels evocative to you circle it and then from that word you write really quickly just kind of the first 10 memories that come to mind and then from that you read over your list and you choose you know, one memory or if it's a fiction story, that's fine too. That's particularly vivid and you title it. And then what she has you do is you, you put a big X through a blank piece of paper. And she does that so that nothing can come out perfect, I think she says. So you're just trying to be generative. And, and then she'll walk you through a series of questions just about like, you know, where are you? What does it smell like? What's the weather? How old are you? Who's there? So that's a, that's a great exercise that 
can be done really quickly. And it just, like I said, it's generative and gets you going. The other thing that I do, um, if you're kind of more visual oriented, is I like to make a collage when I'm just feeling stuck. So I just get old books like picture books or you could use newspapers or magazines, you know, whatever you find. And if you're if you see any images that speak to you or kind of pop out, just cut it out. Just you know, turn on some music, have fun. You don't have to know what you're doing. And then, you know, turn on the timer and just get out your glue stick and put things together. I mean, do the gluing at the end. But um, yeah, just it just, it's really good at getting you out of your head and um, just helping you kind of ease into, oh, okay, this could go here, but uh, maybe it would be better over there and just trying things. And then at the end, you know, because I like to combine the writing and the image, just do a free write. Just, you know, write down what you see, write down how it makes you feel or what it makes you um, remember uh, what the image is trying to say. I mean, my personal opinion is there shouldn't be a lot of pressure right now. It seems just kind of like a good time to take things moment by moment or the famous writing book says bird by bird so I would say try to use your artistic practice or at least make time to have a practice to have that be just a place where you go that's kind of a sanctuary for yourself where there isn't judgment you're just making something for yourself that feels good and that can mean a lot of different things. It inspires you or, you know, maybe you need to get something out. It just doesn't feel like a time to put a lot of pressure on your artwork or be really critical. So if that means, you know, trying something new or, you know, sticking with a routine that you always do. Yeah, I would just say have your art be kind to yourself. I encourage you to check out Kate's beautiful illustrations on her website, thestoryfox.com. This episode was sponsored by the Oregon Arts Commission, the National Endowment for the Arts, the Multnomah County Cultural Coalition, the Kenton Action Plan, North Portland Community Works, and the Oregon Cultural Trust. Thank you so much for your sponsorship. The episode was written and produced by me, Joni Whitworth, and edited by Matt Larimer. The music for this episode was written and produced by Standing On End. Check them out at standingonend.bandcamp.com or on Instagram at standingonend. If you have any questions or feedback about the show, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out at futureprairie.com or on social media at futureprairie. Thanks so much.